Hi friends, this is Brenda Yoder, your host of the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast. And I'm excited um, in this relaunch season of the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast to introduce you to many ordinary people who are living uncomplicated and compelling lives uh, when life, faith, and family are beyond the storybook image, which really is life for all of us. I'm excited to bring you an interview with my dear friend who you have heard from before. If you have listened to the podcast in the past, you will know the name and voice of my friend Ingrid Lockemeyer. We did a front porch series a few years ago where we talked about um, wisdom and uh, the three Bettys. That was one of my favorite podcast episodes, but I want to introduce you to my friend, a mother, grandmother, spiritual mentor and author and writer um, and speaker, Ingrid Lockemeyer. Good afternoon, Ingrid. Hi, Brenta. So good to see you. Talk to you. I'm so glad you're here too. So um, Ingrid, I want to introduce our um, our listeners to you. And I want to first of all, say that as we were praying before we hit record for this, I was praying that wherever you are uh, as a woman, that you bring a presence of calm and peace, which is such a blessing to those around you. And I am so excited for our listeners to gain some of your wisdom and some of that calm presence that you bring. Um, What are your thoughts about that? What do you think adds to your... Presence. I know you're going to say, well, I don't think that really is what I bring because you're very, (laughs) not say that about yourself, but as a, as a mature woman, a grandma and a wife and a mom who's, who's had a lot in your story. um, What do you think brings this presence of kind of peace and calm with you? Wow. If I want to jokingly probably I'm just tired but but no that's not that's not it um I I really think that it's uh realizing that not everything has to be a big deal you know um just to take the next step do the next thing um be very contemplative about it you know consider consider what you're doing do it with intention. Um, don't overthink it. Uh, don't overcrowd your life. That's been a big thing for me lately. You'd think I have all the time in the world, but honestly, when people retire, they're busier than ever, it seems. So yeah, don't don't overload your life and just focus on those things that are important. We could stop right there and that would be enough for our listeners <laughs> to take a lot of work from, but I want to reiterate um, these very important phrases that you said, because they actually really are a a snippet of this um, book project that I've been working on that'll release next year called Uncomplicated. But what you mentioned was not everything needs to be a big deal. And I want to camp there for just a little bit because most of our culture, especially through social media, makes almost everything a big deal oh goodness yeah that's true it's true and and if you hold it up against things that really are a big deal which there's plenty of that in our world right now 
those little things that we let irritate or agitate or stir us up, you know, they'll be gone in a moment. Most of them. Now I'm not speaking of like illnesses or tragedies or whatever, but I've learned to not fret. I guess that's probably if we just try not to fret over everything that might irritate or dissatisfy us and learn to learn to just receive it, roll with it. I don't know. That sounds too simplistic, but that's what I've got. <laughs> oh, I think in fact, the simplicity of that is what is beautiful. And I, I love the word fret because that's kind of an old fashioned word. We don't use that mm-hmm. word a lot yet. That is one that um, the Bible uses. I think there's actually probably a Bible verse that I should probably look up quickly, but um, <laughs> don't fret. We are a world encompassed by anxiety. In fact, we rarely hear the words fret or worry anymore. Everything is about anxiety mm-hmm. and being anxious. Everything is about little T trauma. Um, which I think sometimes minimizes big T trauma. I'm not going to get into all of that. I'm sorry. I don't want to minimize those things, but I think that in generations past, and I think even as we do grow older, as we have lived a breadth of really hard and difficult life experiences, what I hear you say is that the more that we accept that life will have a lot of interruptions and life will have a lot of irritations and hurtful things, obstacles, but it doesn't have to completely shipwreck us. Exactly. Right. Because if you allow those things to shipwreck you or sideline you or distract you, you miss so much of what's good that is there too. I mean, you know, even even in the even in the season that you're aware of, where uh, we had a son who was living with us, and and it was hard for all of us, and he was recovering. Now, as I look back on it, I am so grateful for that time of quiet with him, and um, it was it was so hard to go through that with him and see him go through it. But at the same time, we are so much closer, and I learned so many things about him. I don't, I guess it sounds simplistic and and idealistic to say that you look for the the good and the bad you know but you have to how would you get through we have a good mutual friend who just lost her husband tragically and she's still praising god in it and i think i can't leave that out that's a big part of being able to accept when things aren't going the way we want them to, or they aren't perfect or we're agitated or whatever. God is never not there. And just keep trying to turn your face back to him. I think that helps for me anyway, definitely helps. I would agree with that. Um, I, that's actually been something um, I was just sharing with um, actually a spiritual mentor of mine, recently, um, because I've recently come through a a difficult fall and we've, we've kind of, we, as a a family have had four autumns the last four years that have had really tragic experiences. And, um, my husband went through a near fatal accident two years ago that very much should have ended up 
um, with the same situation as our mutual friends. Um, I went through a very uh, bad accident just a month ago, um, mm -hmm. traveling alone mm -hmm. on the interstate in Missouri, and I should have probably been killed or been lifeline to somewhere, but um, by God's grace, I was able to walk away. And as I'm getting away from the immediate impact of the anxieties and the post-traumatic things yeah. along with walk, experiencing something like that, I too have been able to praise God for his grace and for his generosity and for his protection and one thing you were mentioning, it made me think of Ecclesiastes three, where that, that chapter talks about the tension between these opposing feelings and experiences, um, death and life, mourning and joy, mm -hmm. sadness and dancing. Those are probably not all the right opposites within that passage, but God really presents mm -hmm the the reality of life as he's created it um where we hold often opposing feelings and experiences and we often can get caught up in the the shadow side rather than the sunny side mm -hmm. true that's true and as you're saying all that i think there is no way that I would want to minimize um, the the tragic things that happen in our lives or the uh, painful things because that's that's all very real. And um, but there's something about trying to live with a um, a steadiness, if you're if you want to call it that. And when those hard things come which they will, um, it kind of gives, for me anyway, it gives a foundation to react from. Um, gosh, I'm afraid I, I, don't, I don't, again, I don't want to minimize because I've had some hard things and I was just calculating up the things that have happened in the last five years. I lost both my parents and my youngest sister and we nearly lost one of our sons and uh, my daughter-in-law had three miscarriages. It's been a rough five years. Um, but we were talking earlier about what it means to um, pay attention to, to time, um, numbering our days. <clears throat> and I'm sure we'll talk about that more. But just to realize that uh, we lose time when we when we become so fixated on all the bad things, you know, we lose we lose the precious time that um, is waiting for us when those bad things are resolved or when we can put them at the feet of Jesus. I don't want to sound too, you know, <laughs> hyper-religious because I'm like everyone else. I'm just chasing after him all the time, but you better stop me or I'll just keep rambling. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's really good. I'm taking a lot of really good notes here, but I think what you said really is that perspective that, um, the culture seems to have lost. I think this was embedded in in our in our generation growing up, and our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation. This element of life will deal you hard things. Um, it's mm -hmm. our response to it, but it's 
I like that idea of a steadiness that it gives you a foundation. I think of trees, trees that withstand the storms, um, all those storms that come um, even in drought, you know, times of drought cause roots to grow deeper towards water sources within the ground. We, we look at trees and we see them with their branches, which actually shade and shelter. And I think about old homesteads that had trees strategically placed around a home in order to mm -hmm. provide shade and um, cool, mm -hmm. you know, cool shade in the summer to protect it from that blaring. Yeah. And God has really designed nature around us to mirror what he really um, has designed for life, which is um, mm -hmm. every adversity that we encounter develops perseverance and perseverance develops character and character develops hope. That's what Paul says about these hard things. Yeah. Um, I want to go to this idea that you brought up. So the, the passage that you talked about was actually from Psalm 90. And I want to read that it's Psalm 90 verse 12. And this was a verse that was very instrumental for me in um, during the lockdown of 2020. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And you mentioned that idea of numbering our days. And you, you said it, um, a comment that I haven't really heard before, but it's so important. You said we lose time when we focus on, and I'm going to word, use another old fashioned word of ruminate when we ruminate <laughs> on, on the bad things. And, um, yeah, yeah. we were talking before our, before I hit record, you reached a significant milestone birthday this year. And, um, in the, mm -hmm. probably in the close to 15 years that I've known you, um, you will really come upon big milestones and spend time of re reflection and intention. And that's one thing I've always appreciated about you. What have been some of the lessons or some of the, um, you used to use the word manifesto uh, that you have kind of placed upon your forward looking goals for each day. If, if our days are numbered, Ingrid, um, coming off of a big birthday year, what, what or how are you processing for how you are spending your days? Well, I have to admit that uh, as it approached and as I uh, had surgery the day after <laughs> that big birthday, that kind of laid me low for a little bit. I thought, oh, what am I going to do now? You know, I'm kind of weak from this. I know how old I am. Um, am I going to look at, you know, start thinking, oh, I may only have this amount of time or whatever. And the Lord brought to mind um, something that a spiritual mentor from afar uh, impressed on me. And I think I've written about it in uh, on my blog and in other ways where the Lord, she wanted to quit the ministry that she'd been in for years. It's Jill Briscoe. And she had been traveling around the world for a long time. And she was ready to be done. She was just exhausted. And the Lord said to her very clearly and intentionally, all the way home, all the way home. Like you're not done. You're never done. And 
I could easily just stay home and um, do crafts and knit and watch and go with my grandchildren. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. I do that. But also, he has laid on my heart a desire to um, equip myself as a, as a spiritual mentor. And so I'm starting school in January for two years to find a spiritual director. And so when you ask me, how do I look at, <laughs> at the years that the Lord will hopefully still with me, I'll just see he has a new it's a new path for me, a new purpose, a new. Oh, I think our, I think our um, internet just dropped um, my interview with Ingrid. Um, so I'm going to wrap things up here. Um, she was just saying, if you were unable to hear her, that um, the, the takeaway she had from her big birthday that she was able to um, celebrate was um the voice of a spiritual mentor of hers, which is Jill Briscoe of all the way home, uh, meaning that it would be easy to give up and just knit and be a grandma. And not that those things aren't important. They are. We, we both, both Ingrid and I are very active with our grandchildren and um, want to be that, that presence for them. But we our days are numbered and that God does intend. He has a calling for all of us. I believe um, every day it's not callings are not these big things. Um, they really are small things. They really about in influencing the circles that God puts around us in our seasons. And Ingrid yeah. was, Oh, yay. You're back. Good. Um, I was kind of summarizing. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, but yeah. You were just sharing that um, you're going to be starting um, a two-year school program, um, going to be a spiritual director. And mm -hmm. I know as your friend that this is something you have talked about for quite a while. And I'm so excited mm -hmm. to see you do this. And um, another mutual friend of ours, Amelia Rhodes, who is my co-host on the Midlife Moms podcast, she similarly, um, she's in a different stage than you are, but she too is starting um, a seminary program. Um, in her midlife. And um, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And, and I just think uh, for myself too, I look to many people who are in their midlife and older in the writing world, many, there are many authors who had significant books that they wrote and had impact in their fifties, sixties, or seventies. And um, I think that idea for all of us, and even just thinking about the young moms who might be listening, that the one thing that I think correlates alongside this idea of all the way home, but also you use the word, don't overcrowd your life or don't overload your life. Um, mm -hmm. I think that no matter what stage there is, but especially for young women is that life is not a race. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, yeah, well, definitely. We never know when the race will end, for one thing. So if we treat it as such, um, all of our all of our energies may be spent. We just don't know. We don't know. And so to live it as if we're, we're approaching the finish line, when we don't know when the finish line is, and we don't have to do everything to get there. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think of my own journey. I think when I was in my 20s, I was a stay-at-home mom through my early 30s. And then I went back to teaching. And then in, when I turned 40, I went to graduate school full-time and, and um, started a different career as a therapist and a school counselor. And in, and in that time in my 40s, I started writing and speaking. And now I'm in my 50s. And um, as my family has shifted and changed, um, there's this element that I guess brought me to, to create a new project, um, which is actually encompasses a lot of what we're talking about. Um, A lot of, Mm -hmm. a lot of what we're talking about actually is really embedded in the book that I've, um, and I'm finishing up right now that will be released in March, um, 2024, called Uncomplicated Simple Secrets for a Compelling Life, because you, Ingrid, are really living and you've just given wisdom and voice to a lot of that content, which is showing, um, I think, modeling for the younger generation and even for our own generation, what it looks like to live this uncomplicated life that is also compelling Um, I think you and I both know that we have seen women live that out. And I think that often younger women or women younger than ourselves, it feels overwhelming to live a life that's more simplified or less crowded or less hurried because we don't see it modeled in front of us like we did in generations past. Would you agree with that? I think so, um, because, well, there's FOMO. We all have our episodes, our times of fear of missing out. But there's also, it, it, the world just keeps getting um, more complex and bigger. And so the opportunities or the attractions, the things that would um, make us think, well, I could do that, or I could do that, or I should be doing this, or whatever. Honestly, if I were to say, and I do when they when they ask me, I do say to younger women, I would give anything to be back in that place, knowing what I know now about how quickly time goes, no matter what you do, and just savor those times with my four boys, sitting, reading a book uh, with them, to them, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's a matter of priorities too, isn't it? Like, and I, and I think a lot of women do it really well. It's just that sometimes we trip ourselves up with our own expectations of ourselves and, you know, we're not going to be able to do it all. We just can't. And so you find those things that, that, um, warm your heart and speak to you and, um, kind of lean in that direction. Yeah, I would, I I would agree just 100%. And I think that's a great place to, to land as our our time is almost up here. Ingrid, I know that I will have you on for more conversations because um, your voice and your presence and your wisdom is exactly part of the presence that we want to cultivate here on the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast. I want to point um, people to where they can learn more from you. You have a Substack subscription. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell our listeners where that's found? Well, if you, um, I have a, I have a website and a blog, and I'm on social media. So, 
there, if you get to my website, you can subscribe to Substack. It uh, comes out monthly and it's called Storyteller because I feel that's probably my identity, uh, Storyteller. And um, yeah, you can subscribe uh, on those other places. And usually it comes out first of the month if I get it done on time. Yeah. And your website is IngridLockelmeyer.com. Um, yeah, just my name. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. That. That's, yeah. That's right. Just just your name, which is mm-hmm. which is very compelling in itself. Um, I love the name Ingrid. Um, uh-huh. But we will have that in the show notes. Um, so friends, I encourage you to go to IngridLockelmeyer.com subscribe to her monthly newsletter. It is full of wisdom, um, full of encouragement and um, follow her on social media. She's got a beautiful presence both on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you like the content that we have been talking about, I encourage you to subscribe to the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast, but also be looking for um, more things um, coming up in the months to come about the content that we've talked about today, because it really, um, is part of the new book that I'll be releasing in March called uncomplicated simple secrets for a compelling life. Ingrid, thank you so much for joining us. And what would be one word of wisdom, um, that you would want to leave with our listeners? Oh, goodness. Well, first, thank you, Brenda. You are a dear friend and and we have a mutual contribution to one another's lives. And I so appreciate you. But I'll just go with that. Yeah. Surround yourself with um, like-minded people or people who challenge you, people who enrich your life. Um, because that's that's why we're here. We're here to love one another and walk together. And so find those good friends and nurture that. I love that. Um, I love that. And on that, we're going to, we're going to say goodbye. So thanks so much for joining us here on the Life Beyond the Big Offense podcast. Subscribe, believe a review. You can connect with me at brendayoder.com and connect with me on Instagram at brendayoderspeaks. And uh, we will talk to you later and see you on the next episode. Thank you so much, Ingrid. Thank you, Brenda. 